Welcome to Whispers of Resilience, our MS Stories podcast, where Justine Martin, the Queen of Resilience, sits down with each incredible author featured in this highly anticipated anthology. In this captivating series, we delve into the depths of each author's chapter, exploring the hows and whys behind their desire to share their experiences with multiple sclerosis. Prepare to be inspired as these courageous souls recount their triumphs, their challenges and the resilience that fuels their spirits. Hi everyone and welcome to Whispers of Resilience, our MS stories. Today I've got with me Tanya, how are you? Good, thanks, how are you going? Yeah, good. Now for those that are watching the blogcast, um, I'm in tropical Bali at the moment and you're in cold? Um, Queensland? Not so cold. Not so cold. Not so cold. Not like uh, a lot of the authors are from Victoria, so a little bit warmer. I wish. (laughs) I'm in my swimmers and my sarong and I've just had a nice massage and putting the book together. So, Tanya, why did you want to be involved in this project? Um, I think... It's a great, it was a great idea and it's nice to share your story, first of all, but I also think for people who are newly diagnosed, there's not a lot out there where people are telling each story and obviously every story is different. So I think it would be really nice to have something for people to read that's genuine and true and a true account of people's time with MS. Um, I would have loved to have that, I think, when I was diagnosed. Yeah, so, so true. Um. Was there something in your chapter that you didn't put in there in an afterthought thinking, oh, I wish I'd written that? Um, Because we were stuck on, you know, you were all given 2,500 words and the majority wrote over 3,000 words and then I'm like, I'm going to have to cut it. Nothing that um, was huge that I thought about, but I thought some that I thought about after perhaps there was there's some funny stories um, that have happened to me on my travels yeah. when I've travelled with my husband and things that, that involve my bowels and my bladder and, and that's an MS yeah. situ- situation but it's something to laugh about that I thought um, maybe I should have put in there just because I enjoy humour. Um, but nothing enormous that I missed out really um, but it is hard to fit your whole story when you've had MS for 16 years into 2,000 words, that's for yeah. sure. 2,000, 3,000. Two, yeah, two to three, yeah. sorry, yes. Yeah, and it, look, it is, and and from this process, there has been um, about six of you that yeah. have decided that they want to write their memoirs and, yeah. and the whole story, and so it's really started the writing bug in them. Yeah, so it's something you might want to consider as well, Tanya. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to reading their stories, def- their bigger story. Well, everyone's stories, firstly, and then the bigger memoirs, definitely, yeah. and maybe down the track, I might do. So part of the writing process was that you didn't get to read each other's chapters. Yeah. Um, on that. And I did that on purpose because I didn't want you all comparing your journeys at that yeah. stage. Although in the writing groups, you know, you all spoke about your symptoms and and how they were all different and, and stuff like that. But um I didn't want you to compare and say, oh, she's a better writer or he's a better writer <laughs> than me. I'm not going to be able to do this. So um it was like, no, you're not reading each other's chapters until you get them in your hot little hands at the end. Yeah. Like, like everyone else. So you're excited, you're really excited um, in getting the book. I am very, very excited to get it and read about other people's journey. Excuse mm. me, I'm so sorry. <coughs> sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, very, very excited. 
Yeah, I'm excited for it to come out as well. I, I definitely um, can't wait uh, to to see it in in the book form. I mean, I've obviously read everyone's chapters more than once uh, yeah. through there. And I um, I got an amazing message from the editor yesterday because we're we're just about finishing the editing process. We're just up to the forward and and the intro now. She's waiting on on my last ones, um, but. Wow, she was blown away. Karen was blown away with everyone's stories. Yeah, and how how powerful it's going to be when it's released. And you know, you got to be proud of yourself, Tanya. On yeah, thank you. Part of this, and you know, we're hoping that this book becomes a history book in the future, where there is yeah. no MS anymore. But yeah, in the time this book is to educate the general population on what it's like to live with MS on a day-to-day basis. And Mm -hmm. because everyone's stories are so different, this, uh, you know, highlight that no two of us have the same journey. We may have the same disease, um, but none of us share the same journey with that disease. They're similar and there's some similar things in each chapter. Yeah. Um, MS Readathon came up quite a bit, uh, which was fantastic that the MS Readathon had educated people that there is a disease called MS and to raise funds for it, but not knowing what MS actually is. And the disease has changed over the years. Yeah. The disease-modifying therapy drugs. And the majority of us nowadays don't tend to go into wheelchairs full-time. Yeah. But still live with um, de- debilitating symptoms um, in our life, and this book highlights uh, definitely that. So, yeah. how tell your family and your friends that you were going to be a published author? Um, I've 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 told my family and a few of my friends, um, and I shared it obviously on our Facebook, and they're very very excited to read my story. And I think the the thing is, even my family you talk to them every day but they don't know and I yeah. think that these chapters will open a lot I hope that these chapters will open a lot of people's eyes to MS um, yeah. and yeah, exactly what we experience how hard it can be um, but that it's not you know your death sentence as well like a bit of both yeah um, but yes my family um, my mum's very proud of me she read the chapter when it was in its draft form um she and I said something about her in there, and I felt worried about that. But she was very happy, very proud of me. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and exciting it's times. Courage to put out your story to the world, and yeah, you know, some of the authors have disclosed really personal things about themselves and their bodily functions. <laughs> well, um, so <laughs> that didn't go in yours. It went in some of the others. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I can assure you that it went in there. And um, you wait till you read my chapter, what I actually disclosed. <laughs> I walked into my neurologist one day and he nearly fell off his chair when I <laughs> You'll have to read the chapter to find yes. out. Yes, out. yes, yes. But I blurted out and this old neurologist just, yeah, he just looked at me. I'm like, fix it. <laughs> I can't go through life, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, we'll give people strength to deal with any sort of specialist <laughs> as well yes. Yes. when you're I at just, your end. 
not just MS. And that's the thing that, you know, no, and that was quite prevalent through these chapters as well, was no one knows our body better than we do. And we know when something is wrong. Correct. And we know how frustrating it is when you you have your medical team that don't listen to you. Yeah. They dismiss you. Yeah. Send you on on your way without answers to yeah. those important questions. And, Definitely. Um, uh, you know, a few of the chapters, a few of the authors um, say, you know, if you're not happy with what the diagnose is, then find another doctor. Just keep yeah. asking for answers. And then we have one guy in the book who was diagnosed with MS but doesn't have MS. <laughs> I saw something about that recently actually. He was misdiagnosed with having yeah. but has a, a different neurological condition. Yeah. Well, so that was really interesting to read his journey on being diagnosed. And yeah. we put him in the book when he doesn't have MS because people need to be aware that yep. this thing happens. And yeah. because a lot of these neurological conditions are very, very close. And it is hard to diagnose as well. There's no simple test that it's not a blood test that says, oh, you've got MS or MND or you've got PLS or all the other ones that come into it. The specialists are trained to, um, to identify this, but even they get it wrong sometimes. And, and not, often through their their fault it's just that's what the disease looked like it was presenting at the time until until it changes so um yeah we we've got a a range of of people from all walks of life um in the book and all ages and some that are newly diagnosed and some that are like yourself being diagnosed for quite some time yeah um, there everything Um, yeah, everything. So, Tanya, how do you fill up your days nowadays? Um, <laughs> I volunteer for Enabled.vip, which I've mentioned in the book and in my bio. Um, it's a not-for-profit business, uh, not-for-profit, sorry, not a business. Um, it's a virtual incubator that is uh, trying to change and stir up the industry for employment for people with disabilities in Australia. Um, yep. We believe that uh, the nine to five doesn't really work for people with disabilities and that's not necessarily the fault of the employers. Um, and we think that entrepreneur is the way to go with for people with disabilities. And so we've started a platform online that they can join with their NDIS, NDIS funds um, to get some advice and mentorship and a lot of resources um, to help them start up their own small business um, or get some gig work or just to help them. Yep you know, achieve their goals because people with disability have a lot to give. Um, Mm. It's just not always in the same way that people without disabilities can give it. Um, I relate to that, Tanya, because, you know, as you know, I was told I would never be able to work again back in 2011 and started quite a few businesses. Yeah. Although, you know, I have all these businesses, they work around my disability. They work around the fact that I get fatigued. Yep. I can sit on my lounge with my feet up in a very comfortable position and I can work from there. I can yeah. work from my bed. I can work yep. from Bali. I can I can work um, from it. But I couldn't work my old job. 
There's no way I could sit there um, for eight hours a day in that desk and multitask and do what was required of me. I don't have that brain capacity anymore to do that. Um, But for, you know, my neurologist telling me, oh, you can't work anymore, um, he should have rephrased it. Yeah. You can't work in your chosen field or your profession anymore, but you are going to have the ability um to try something else but yeah in saying that as well I don't learn like I used to learn yeah and so there's a whole new learning program that you have to do and that's different for all of us yes definitely and it has to be adaptable and it has to be um available at whatever time you're feeling well enough to be able to access it and I think that's the big thing like I work I've worked I worked for um the same job for uh 16 years uh same nine to five sort of situation and um I it was my life and and I did struggle with it but I felt like I had to kind of do more than everyone else because I did have that leave and and those times off and things like that so I'm I'm kind of out of that area now and hopefully we'll start I don't know I'll just be volunteering probably at this stage but um, it's nice to have options when, especially when you have a disability where you have to start learning differently, you have to retrain your brain, you have to have options. You know, you don't want to just sit at home and slowly tether away. <laughs> it's not, it's not what not it is. For, that's not good for your your brain. That's not good for your body. Yeah. Um, it's important to still stimulate your brain. Yeah, 100%. As best you possibly can. And, you know, hopefully some of the neuro pathways will rewire. So in my yep. case, they have. Not to, yep. not to the capability of prior to having MS. So, I mean, yep. I couldn't count at all when I was first diagnosed. And yeah. for many years, um, I still can't count properly. Um, yeah. Just frustrating because I was so good at maths. And, yeah. But my teachers in high school used to say, Learn your times times table because you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket when you go around. How old are they? Yeah, we now all have calculators. Exactly. And you know, I've learned to adapt by just using a card to tap rather than, um, you know, cash and 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 money. And um, so you do learn to adapt and and modify and continue moving forward, but. You know, it's important to try and exercise as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your capabilities and exercise your brain as much as you can as well. Yeah, yes. The brain is, my neurologist has said to me, the brain is very, very smart and it can fix itself and, and it can rewire. And um, that's why I was, I kind of put myself into work so much because I thought if I could work hard and use my brain a lot with legislation and things, it would help. Um, and has it? Um, I think it. It did, but I've lost that job now um, for other circumstances that we won't go into because it's um, – but I I think my brain's still pretty damn good, to be honest. Um, so you're going to find something that fits for you. Yeah, I just didn't focus so much on the exercise side of it, I think, and and, and my legs aren't as great as they used to be. And But I think um, I've, I've, I've been progressing a wee bit and I've been adjusting things. I don't know if you do that as well, but adjust things just to make it work. And you, and I haven't even realized that I've done that sort of yeah. thing. So yeah. yeah, it's very interesting what your brain does as well. Something cool snap and it's like, 
how in the hell did I get here? Yes, 100%. That disability becomes so severe. Yeah. And then you think back and you go, hold on, I've been pulling my leg up to put my shoes on for the last three years. Oh, hold on, I have to sit down to put pants on. And I've never noticed that I do that. Now I can't put pants on. And like that's when you actually notice it rather than, you know, I've got foot drop. I've never noticed I've done that before, but I've always swung my leg out to counteract it. But now it's gotten a bit worse. And, you know, like it's what your brain does without you realizing is is quite incredible. And you're right. The disability sneaks up on you because you were always progressing, but you never noticed it until it gets a bit bad or a bit more obvious. Yeah. Well, someone says something. Yeah, <laughs> that too, actually. And then it's prevalent to your brain and your mind all the time, for sure. Yeah, and it's like, God damn it, when did that happen? <laughs> How am I going to fix that? Oh, that's right. I can't fix it at the moment because yeah. there's not a cure for it. So that brings yeah. me to saying to the audience out there, everyone that's listening and watching, if you'd yeah. like your own copy of Whispers of Resilience, you can go to resiliencemindset.com.au and purchase your own copy or on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, any of the major um, platforms and getting it and we're also putting it on audible as well which is exciting um, it is yeah so is there anything that you want to add tanya that you know you wish that you'd said i mean i know we've i've already asked that question but <laughs> um no thank you for organizing it justine i think oh, it's welcome. been um just an incredible idea and I think I hope it will reach the people we want it to reach and make a true difference in their lives um and if you're yeah and and I say this to a lot of people and I'm not sure if it's the right thing but I was diagnosed 16 years ago um and if I had to be diagnosed I would prefer to be diagnosed today because the medicine has come an incredibly long way and I almost say hesitantly that they've almost worked out how to almost stop relapses and they can't fix what's already broken but I think they're oh, really yes. yeah and they're close, not, to that. they're close yeah. to clearing the myelin shape. yeah they're really my neurologist said they're really focusing on that now because they feel like they've sorry they feel like they've kind of worked out the other half so it's not a bad day and age to be diagnosed no, um not. Is what I like to say. I mean, none of us want to be diagnosed. No, freaking thing. But um, I agree with you. If there was ever a time to be diagnosed, now would be it. Yeah. Regards I mean, the disease modifying therapy drugs and what what more they know about it. Yeah. And you know, in the next couple of years, we'll have a drug out there that will help repair the myelin um, sheath. And they reckon within ten years that we'll have a cure, which brings me to you know, twenty five percent of everything that the sale of the book, um, the profit of the sale of the book, is going to MS directly to yeah. MS Research yeah. to help us find a cure. And yeah, um, I for one am very proud that you know we are doing that and doing me our. Too. And then the other 75% goes to scholarships for those that want to write their memoirs um, and Morpheus Publishing will definitely um, help publish um, publish their books. So maybe you just want to write one, Tanya. Maybe one day I'll get in touch <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I'll hold you to that. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see how my chapter goes first. Maybe we'll see if there's any feedback out there before. Oh, we we're going to be an Amazon bestseller out of this. Yeah, I know oh. we are, but it, <laughs> for sure. It's going to go around the world. It'll be a yes. history book for people to remember. I hope so. I'm uh, going to send it off to a few doctors. That's for sure. Yes, me too. <laughs> Especially the one that di- misdiagnosed me to start oh, with. Definitely. <laughs> see, I'm. I'm sorry to. I'm very lucky with my diagnosis story and people will might will read it but I know there's a lot of people out there who haven't been lucky and um, mine was very quick and and pretty straight to the point so yeah pretty lucky there that was fortunate yeah um, and if the you only are, fortunate part about it if you are out there and you are interested in um, writing your own memoir or even participating in volume two of whispers of resilience then please get in contact at hello at justinemartin.com.au and all the details will be in the show notes um, for that and we can uh, definitely put you in the next uh, volume uh, or help you publish um, your own story as well and funding is available through NDIS to help uh, with the writing process as the majority of the authors in this book um, participated in that six-week writing program which was fantastic on the community and the tribe that um, everyone created in in that period of time so thank you Tanya uh, for being on our little podcast today and for participating in the book yeah thank you for having me and thank you for being so great (laughs) with my unavailability um, and thank you for doing the book. Like, honestly, I, it's just incredible. I'm very excited to read all the chapters and people's stories. You're welcome. And I knew that we'd get you eventually after <laughs> eight times in China. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> winter and I have a three-year-old in MS. I'm always sick. <laughs> that's okay I totally get it Uh, but um thank you for making time today thank you enjoy the enjoy barley weather well I will yeah and everyone until next time you will stay healthy are you ready to be inspired get ready for the book that will touch your heart and ignite your spirit whispers of resilience personal stories of living with ms is now available for purchase Have you ever wanted to peek into the lives of individuals who have triumphed over adversity? Look no further. This highly anticipated anthology brings together a group of exceptionally talented authors, all living with multiple sclerosis, who share their personal journeys with unyielding honesty and vulnerability. At www.resiliencemindset.com.au, you can now secure your copy of this remarkable book that captures the essence of resilience, hope, and the power of the human spirit. Dive into the stories that will captivate your imagination and open your heart to the triumphs and challenges faced by these courageous individuals. With each turn of the page, you'll witness the unbreakable spirit of these authors, as they navigate the unpredictable terrain of Ms. Their Words will inspire you, uplift you, and remind you of the incredible strength that lies within. Visit www.resiliencemindset.com.au now and embark on a transformative journey through the pages of Whispers of Resilience. Get your copy today.